When it comes to your Sunday sermon, you should be getting the best because you expect it. But it happens every now and again. I craft a message for you based on a text that has some train of thought leading to a point. And this week, I struggled and struggled with it. You've been very gracious these past several weeks complimenting my message, but I think I've used up all those compliments and it's just not my day today. Sorry, Gail, Lenny, we have friends in town. You wanted to hear me preach, but uh, uh, bad timing. <laughs> the magisterium of the Christian church all say if a pastor can't get up in the pulpit with a text from the Bible and say something about it, he needs to hang it up and go home. Well, I'm not ready to go home yet, so I'm going to try and say something about verse 38 in this uh, reading from Mark. Don't ask me what it means. I don't know how it relates to your daily life. I don't know how it's going to help you balance your checkbook or be a better parent or spouse. I'm going to trust the Holy Spirit will take care of that for you. I can't think straight about anything right now. I know I need to do my taxes in the next two weeks. That's, that's about it. But there's something about Jesus' reply. You don't know what you are asking worth mentioning. Actually, if you go a couple of verses before that, the disciples' utter disrespect is astonishing, isn't it? Were they really that naive? Isn't Jesus the one who tells you what he's going to do for you and you'll like it? There's no alternative? I mean, just what did these guys think they could ask of him anyways? Power is what Mark tells us. They wanted authority, glory, lordship. Uh, something along those lines. For three days, I tried to make some connection with that statement. Teacher, we want, to, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you with the American church today. You know, the Burger King mentality when it comes to church, give it to me my way. You know, people want a convenient church or they won't attend after, and all that. And I just couldn't make it work. It came off sounding like I was complaining. And you don't come here for that. But aren't we all complaining every day? You know, doesn't the old Adam in us, in us want our bodies and our minds satisfied with things that are not necessarily what God wants for us? These guys wanted power. Jesus wasn't about to give them the kind of power they thought they wanted. He would give them his power later on to heal and witness and proclaim and spread the news about him. But not this glory stuff. Not this, you know, lorded over people kind of power. See, I think there's a warning here to any Christian who seeks this kind of power. God is basically saying, you don't know what you're asking. I may be taking this a little further than it reads, but you might say things aren't going to go the way you think if you go down that road to seeking power and glory over others in God's name or with you at His side. Didn't work out too well for Jim Jones and David Koresh and uh, Warren Jeffs and those like them. Not even for the not-so-famous ministers who run roughshod over their people, which happens in churches all the time 
and doesn't make the news or the history channel. Jesus teaches the opposite. He lays down his life as a servant for all and I don't have the gumption right now to once again talk about servanthood. It seems like I do that every Sunday. You already know it. You can read it for yourself. It's plain as day in this text. That's what this reading is mainly about. Let's just now for meditate on this Jesus who says, man, you don't know what you're asking. Thankfully, we are able to drink from the cup that he drinks. We're able to be baptized with the baptism with which he was baptized, and we were. It looks, however, if you're not asking him for those things, or perhaps life and salvation, forgiveness, you may not know what you're asking. And just who does get to sit on Jesus' right and left? Who are those for whom it has been prepared? I have no idea. That's a difficult passage. Based on what, all, what I already know, I would say it's not for us to worry about who is at Jesus' right hand and who is at his left. That's not really the issue. It's not for you and me to think we're so good or loyal or pious that we should be. Or even that we have to work hard enough to earn such high esteem with Jesus. If anything, aren't most of us thinking we're not worthy enough? Who would even be as bold as these insolent disciples? I think Jesus is imparting a little bit of humility here, don't you? Maybe even a lot. It seems a couple of the disciples need it more than the others. I don't know what you're needing today. If, you're came, if you came here needing a home run sermon, <laughs> maybe next week. <laughs> we can talk all day about what we all want. Maybe even what we all want Jesus to do for us. But he's already done everything for us, you see. To give us what we need. Forgiveness and life everlasting. I really don't know what else to tell you this morning. I know there are other needs. You need to feel loved. You need to know it'll be okay. You need work. You need money. You need a little hope in the future. Well, hang on. Don't lose hope. Drink from the cup of Christ today for the forgiveness of your sin. Remember you are baptized, saved, made to be His child. You are His. If you aren't baptized, you can be. Do it. God's not going to let you down. He's not going to let go of you. Amen.